0: Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It is episode 31. Today is Wednesday, July one. So Josh, it's kind of crazy. We turned the calendar into July here, a little hard to believe, uh, but nonetheless, this crop is sitting at a really nice place as we move into the month of July here, um, which I think just kind of leads me into, I think it's always great to, to kick off maybe where we're sitting GDU wise across Southeast Minnesota.
1: Yeah. It. Um... You mentioned it's July, it certainly felt like it uh, yesterday and this morning out there in Owonkin Fields, uh, this week it's been a little uncomfortable, but um, it is great to see the progress and uh, you know looking at GDUs in Preston Alley, we're sitting at 939 to date. Um, That's plus 78 from the normal and that's going to probably really progress here looking at the forecast. Uh, Looking forward 14 days, we're going to probably be sitting around 1300, a little over 1300. so progressed that out, Allie, you know looking at GDUs on the, the first planted corn. Uh, we'll definitely be seeing tassels here uh, in two weeks when we're doing the show likely. And um, yeah, exciting a time. Uh, things are progressing fast uh, which you know you know personally I, I kind of like this progression. Um, I'm just a big believer that here in Southeast Minnesota that I, I never want to get the first two weeks of July, which is always big GDU accumulation if that if you kick off that first two weeks cool, it's really hard to catch up. Uh, so for me, I'm kind of excited with the progress we got coming here.
0: Well, it's nice to think back to last year. We were just hoping that we could get some of this corn tasselled by the 4th of August so we could make some of these fungicide applications. So the fact that in a couple of weeks we have some, we have some that are gonna be ready to go, that's a really nice place to be sitting. Another thing that I think is is nice to call out as we move into maybe where we're sitting corn stage-wise. So a lot of our corn has moved into V10 plus. So once we make that transition to V10 on. We're going to shift to. You're going to need about 50 GDU's uh, per leaf collar or per leaf uh, that we're adding onto those plants. So you look at about every two to three days, we're going to be putting on a new leaf. So just another way to look at how quickly this this crop continues to progress, paired with this this nice heat that we have going on. But on the soybean side of things, from your observations, where where are we may be sitting?
1: Yeah, I'm going to jump into that. I was just uh, pounding my calculator here, but he said 50 GDU's and. Uh, I think over the next few days here, that's gonna be like a new leaf every like forty-seven hours or something like that. But it's just crazy how fast it's gonna go. And uh yeah, soybean wise too. Um we were planted pretty early, Alley, um, a lot of our corn got wrapped up in uh, April there, jumped right into beans, a lot of April planted beans, and even up to I was in some group twos yesterday, um, really seeing good flowering well into our one. Um which is good to see. I think we'll see some pod formation on the lower nodes on the early beans here really uh, quick. And, you know, really we got to watch, um, you know, LA where we maybe got some group ones that were planted in April. If we are going to do fungicide on the soybeans, um, you know, R three is going to come pretty quick. I got to go look at some of them here this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of those beans could be touching R three and maybe 10 to 12 days. I got to get out there and look at a few more, but um, seeing how much the group twos are following today, um, I assume those early beans are really progressing nice and it's kind of an exciting thing to see um, this much flowering in in June I know we're rolling into ju- actually July now um, but that's a long time to fill grain a, a long time to harvest sunshine and um, you know if we can fill grain on group twos that started flowering in late June all the way through early September um, that's usually a, a good recipe for success.
0: I think beans in general you look out across some of these fields and just some really Great, great potential out there, which is nice to see on the soybean side of things, too. Um, but sticking with maybe the soybean theme here, kind of on the list of most common calls and text messages both both this week, and I know we talked about this last week, has been cup soybean leaves, and I think in some situations, and you know, it could be easy to point our fingers in one particular direction, but in a lot of these cases, I think it's really important to ask the right questions, look for some of the patterns in some of these fields, to maybe really hone in on what's actually going on here. Any thoughts on, on Europe from your observations? You know, maybe what are some commonalities out there?
1: Yeah, uh, commonalities of there's a lot of it, and it's really not any flavor um, of soybean or trade package MC and cut beans from conventional to straight liberty to extend to enlist. Um, you know so there's obviously a lot of different things going on there and i don't think it's any one factor um i think certainly um you know we we do maybe have um even some drift from corn that's gotten away from us i think there's a lot of sprayer contamination things just looking at some things that we got to work through um a lot of different things going on there i'm still trying to kind of get my head around some of it Uh, i have a few head scratchers that i really can't figure out why they're cupping and i think we all have a few of those but um you know, we did have some challenging weather here to spray beans here um, the last couple of weeks and, and um, you know, some of these herbicide applications, I, I fear we maybe were are out in the wind a little bit, but we'll have to work through it. I don't see anything, you know, catastrophic, but maybe, you know, last year I didn't really feel like we had a lot of it and this year we're seeing a whole lot more of it.
0: Yeah, and I one thing I've noticed too, I mean, you can expect variety differences, just like what we see in corn varieties. Now uh, these soybean varieties are going to handle herbicide damage a little bit differently. So have observed that in a few different fields. And then just again, just ask questions on what herbicides have been applied. Look for patterns in the field. You you made a call out to this. There there are some sprayer tank contamination or, or drift maybe issues going on across the countryside, but ask the right questions and ultimately we'll get to the bottom, hopefully in most cases. Um, but coming out of break, Josh, we're going to shift focus a little bit more just to Kind of quick hitting insect updates and then maybe a little bit on our new Pioneer Seeds threat ID.